What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, and it feels good, it feels great, it feels amazing to be coming back to you guys after a Bulls win to open the season. The Bulls played very well in their game against the Miami Heat. We're going to break all that down and what it could mean for the Bulls season going forward right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So the Bulls get a big victory last night against the Miami Heat, opening the season against a better team in the Eastern Conference. Um, and I've been saying this for a while, like the Bulls need to answer the critics as far as how they can play against the top teams in the NBA um, this season early. And they're going to get every opportunity to when you look at how their season's breaking down in this game. The key comes some of the key stats and key players. DeMar DeRozan, of course, with 37 points, nine assists, six rebounds. He was 40, uh, 14 of 22 from the field. Extremely efficient night from DeMar DeRozan to keep in mind that he only had nine points in the first half that the Bulls ended up going into the, first, the, the halftime only a, a, a tied game. He only had nine points. So that means DeMar DeRozan scored 28 points in the second half of that game. Uh, Io DeSumo, in starting off his first game of the season, 17 points, six rebounds, four assists, and amazing defense. He shut down Kyle Lowry in many ways in this game. Vooch, 15 points, 17 rebounds. Drogic, 12 points off the bench, four from five, from three-point range. And overall in this game as well, the Bulls bench, 37 points from the Bulls bench. Again, this is a bench that last season we were ranked 29th in the league in bench production. At least in this first game, they're going to show that this is going to be a different Bulls bench and that depth that the Chicago Bulls have may be what carries them further into this season. The way that the Bulls adjusted in this game, the way that Billy Donovan adjusted to the barrage of threes that the Miami Heat had in that, basically primarily in that first quarter. They did hit some other threes, some big threes later in the game, but that first quarter, the Bulls got lit up by threes. It was threes and the referees calling a lot of chippy fouls on the Chicago Bulls while they weren't getting a lot of calls just in that first quarter. But we saw the, the adjustments from this coaching staff, the way that they ran out to the three-point line, the way that Vooch was locked in defensively, as well as the other players on this team, even DeMar DeRozan having some key defensive possessions of his own in this game. This Chicago Bulls team in this first game of the season has now set a tone that, hey, no Zach Levine, next man up, right? And there was a lot of concern coming into this game from Bulls fans. With Zach, and there's still some surrounding Zach Levine and what, what that means that he's already sitting this early into the season. But there are a lot of concerns of how the Bulls could compete without having Zach Levine scoring out there. And at the end of the day, we've shown again, I've been saying this since last season, right? When everybody's like, we don't have anybody to stop Giannis. We don't have anybody to stop Joel Embiid. And we still don't. But the brand of team defense goes a long way with teams in the NBA having everybody locked in defensively, everybody going after loose balls, everybody getting to, to the passing lanes. One of the things that we saw in this game, and when I say the, the adjustment that this team made with three-point shots, is that even when they ran out to the three-point line, they got their hands up in the passing lane to try to get deflections. They didn't always get the, the, get the deflections, but they were in position to. The effort of this team defensively not only matched the offensive effort and output of this team, but there were key times in this game where the Bulls needed to make a defensive stance and they did so. Now, there was a scary time in the fourth quarter with DeMar DeRozan sitting on the bench where the Bulls just could not get a bucket of, I believe, right? They had a scoring drought of almost four minutes where they went scoreless. Outside of that, a lot of the concerns with the Bulls scoring, like where the scoring is going to come from, it just wasn't in this game. Now, DeMar had an amazing third quarter and a, and a good fourth quarter. But even when the, the times that DeMar wasn't out there, right, or the times where DeMar wasn't the one scoring, 
Io hit some big big time threes. Goran Dragic definitely hit some big time threes. In the second half, Kobe White hit some big time shots for the Chicago Bulls. Not necessarily just for three. He was two for seven from the three-point range. But Kobe White in this game showing, and again, that he's able to do more things and contribute in other ways even when his shot isn't falling. He had a much better uh, second half than first half. Andre Drummond, who had no rebounds and I think two points in the first half, ends up this game with five rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, three turnovers, unfortunately, and nine points in this. Again, and Drummond, for the, for a long part of this game, kind of seemed out of sync. He was in position to get a lot of rebounds, but his jump t- his timing was off on jumps. He was in position to get a couple more blocks, but his timing was off sometimes. In that I think as Andre Drummond gets more in rhythm again, it's the start of the NBA season. Yes, preseason is meant to get you in rhythm, but sometimes you still catch that rhythm over the beginning of the season. We can see the force that Andre Drummond is going to be for this team off the bench. Javante Green didn't play the best. He was only one for two shooting. And I know a lot of you guys, well, Kobe White isn't that guy. Him and Kobe basically played about the same. The only difference is Kobe played more minutes. And uh, Javante did have a better plus minus, of course, but that's because he was out there in that, with that bench unit. And, at, and when he was on that bench unit, they played great defensively. Again, this is not to say or excuse the play of Kobe White. Kobe has to step up. Kobe had several, I'm sorry, not Kobe. Patrick has to step up. Patrick Williams had several possessions in last game where Tyler Hero, of all people, was switched onto um, Patrick Williams, and, and Pat did not take advantage. You're looking at a player that Patrick Williams is three, has three inches taller than on. He, he outweighs him by almost 30 pounds. Patrick Williams has to learn when you have a smaller player took on you, you have to take it to the cup. What I'm seeing from Patrick Williams is a lot of things that I saw from Nikola Vucevic last, last year, and that is he's settling for perimeter shots. He's not being aggressive in the way that he moves. We need to see Patrick Williams step up. Again, not in the, in the sense of anybody that says like, oh, well, we, he, he needs to be traded. Not saying that. But we do need to see Patrick Williams improve his game and his play out there. But outside of that, wanted to talk about that because I knew a lot of people were going to ask. Nikola Vucevic in this game, he was one for five from the three-point line. But if you watched the game, you would see that the threes that he did take were kind of in the flow of the game. He wasn't hitting them. But he did operate from the inside out, inserting himself in that game, both defensively and offensively in this game. Nikola Vucevic played great defense on Bam Adebayo and a great rotation defense as well. If you look at his pick-and-roll defense, if you compare that pick-and-roll defense from last night's game to last season, you wouldn't even think it was the same player if you weren't seeing it. Again, this is one game, right? We don't want to make it seem like we know that this is the way that the season is going to go. But again, I said, said it early in my pregame show yesterday. The Bulls have to set the tone for this season early. And at least in this first game, they set a great tone. They showed the defensive ability that they have as a team, even though some of the, the defenders that we have aren't great one-on-one defenders. The team defense was excellent last night. This Bulls team is going to be deep. And it's going to be difficult to beat a team that can go 10 deep on the bench. When you look, we went nine deep today or yesterday, but that was without Zach Levine playing. So we're going to be at least a 10 deep team. And at least in that, we show the ability of everything. Alex Caruso, while only two for 10 from the field, right? Five rebounds, four assists, two steals from that stuff and everything else. But what Alex Caruso, what he creates moving the ball, what he creates with his, vis- with his court vision, what he creates with his defense, what he creates with being pesky, getting after loose balls, things like that, Alex Caruso is going to be the heart of this of the Chicago Bulls bench in a lot of ways. And Goran Dragic is the brain. We have the heart and the brain on this bench. Alex Caruso is definitely going to be the heart. Javante is going to be that in, in several ways as well. But Goran Dragic, a player who, if you guys have been watching me long enough, you know I came into the season. I wasn't high on the Goran Dragic signing. 
I wasn't high on his role on the team. I wasn't high on what, what output that he was giving you. But watching Goran Dragic out there, he's an intelligent player in the angles that he takes, right? He's not the quickest player. He doesn't have the fastest dribble. He doesn't have the best uh, dribble package either. But the way and decisiveness in which he moves in, there's a level of, my, of, of just a basketball IQ out there that Goran Dragic shows is just going to make him a productive player on this team. Is his shot always going to fall? Is he always going to hit the three at a four for five clip? No, but the things outside of that, the way that he gets other players involved, the way that he finds players on pick and rolls, like the way that he finds players in transition, right? Some of the passes that he was able to make, you see the role that Goran Dragic is going to have on this team in his 19 minutes playing really good for the Chicago Bulls. Again, 37 points off the bench for the Bulls in this game. We probably had less than five games in which the the Bulls bench produced at this level. Last season, and the defensive intensity as well, this team came in and, and just did what needed to be done. And I don't want to overlook DeMar DeRozan, even though DeMar makes it look effortless out there in the way that he goes out there and play. But DeMar DeRozan having nine points in the first half and the Bulls t- being tied with the Heat, you always knew that DeMar was going to be able to kick it into a second gear. And when he did that, depending on Jimmy, depending on some of the other players, if we were able to play better defense, we knew that that was going to be a win. Overall in this game, the Bulls shooting 44% overall from the field, 36% from three-point range. They took 36 threes in this game. We need to tighten up that free throw percentage. We were 75% from the line, uh, 21 of 28. I want to see that tighten up. Uh, you know, there were some, some badly missed free throws in that game. We Offensive rebounds, we had 12 offensive rebounds, but offensive rebounding was a huge detriment for us last season. 34, we won the rebounding battle by, by no, we actually tied it, sorry. We won, it was tied rebounding battle, 46 and 46. We won the assist battle, 23 assists. We know when the Bulls get 25 to 30 assists per game, we're elite. 12 steals from the, for the Chicago Bulls in this game, six blocks from this team. You talk about rim protection, we got rim protection. Now, we did have 15 turnovers. I want to see the Bulls get that under wraps. We had 12 points off turnovers. That's good there. Um... So we want, we want to see the turnover battle tighten up. We only had five, I mean, eight points on the fast break, which considering the pace that the Bulls moved with, that, that number came, comes in shocking to me because we were getting up and down the court. So that means that we were, we were using pace, but we still ran it through set offense, meaning that this team is going to get out and run, and it's not necessarily the unplanned. They're going to move. If they get offensive rebounds, we're going to move. We're going to set up faster, but we're still going to move and play with a decent pace. 26 fouls from the Bulls in this game. A big chunk of that coming in the first half. I want to see them tighten that up for sure. But at least in this game, the Bulls played and did and took care of business in the way that we needed to see the Bulls take care of business. Now, we have the Washington Wizards coming up Friday. Zach Levine may also miss that game. We'll see what happens with that. But at least this team defensively, Io DeSumo especially defensively this game, just he was all over the court. And his now, the fact that he's not passing up shots, there was a little bit of that in the first quarter. But he did not pass up shots, even in crunch time. Like I said, hitting some clutch threes for the Chicago Bulls when we needed to put points on the board. At least in this first game, everybody did kind of what you expected and needed them to see outside of Patrick Williams and Javante Green. Javante Green did not play in the way that we expect from preseason either. I'm going to hold both of them accountable. I know most Bulls fans are just going to point to Patrick Williams, and that's fair because he still and his play still did earn it. But Javante Green also has to go in there. First half, Andre Drummond wasn't good either, but he really cleaned that up in the second half and the way that he played and the defense that he played was great throughout. But as far as this Bulls team now building off this, this is a great first win, especially when you look at it was a great team win and the coaching staff making adjustments in a, in a way that like Billy Donovan just did not do last season. I said so much and talked so much about how Billy Donovan was slow to make adjustments. He made adjustments quick. 
early and often in this game in the way that they defended it. When Jimmy Butler started getting hot, we saw the way that he was defended change, right? When the three-point uh, shooting from the other team, the way that we defended the three-point shot changed over the course of this game. The Bulls played a really tough game in this one. The Miami Heat played a tough game. This was a good game from both teams overall. The Bulls just got it done. You Outscoring the Miami Heat by 10 points in the third quarter, winning the second and third quarters, only being outscored in the fourth quarter by two points. They were outscored in the first quarter by five, right? The team did have a bit of a slow start. I want to see them definitely fix that up and tighten that stuff up. The fact that we gave up 22 points to Struess as well kind of bothers me because he was five for seven shooting from the field. In that first half, it was really just Jimmy Butler and, and Tyler Hero. We contained Bam Adebayo, who was five for 15 in this game. The, the brand of defense that the Chicago Bulls team played, that's what I want to see carry over. The getting out in transition, that type of thing I want to see carry over. The getting the turnovers, fighting for the loose balls, that's what I want to see carry over from this team. The offense, the motion, it was, it was gone. In the first quarter, once the Miami Heat got to that lead, we saw this Bulls team move away from movement off the ball. They got back to that. And hopefully in them finding success in doing that, they realize, hey, this is what we need to do to stay successful. The Washington Wizards don't stack up to be as tough of a matchup for the Chicago Bulls as the Miami Heat do, but you can't overlook them. You can't overlook any team with Bradley Bill on it. Christophe Przingis as well. You don't want to overlook that. This again, it, the Bulls have to come in and in this first, this first part of the season, I want to see them adamantly show the NBA that we belong. The Washington Wizards also getting a win in their first game against the Indiana Pacers again, a team that's not even good as the Heat. But in that game, you're looking at Kuzma, 22 points. Porzingis, 15 points, 15 and 10 from Porzingis. Bradley Bill with 23 points. Barton, or Gafford, 12 points coming off the bench. Barton with 14 points coming off the bench. Again, this is going to be a team that plays a lot into what are the Bulls' perceived weaknesses, especially their, their defense down the middle. We're going to see how that really gets to work in this game because Gafford's going to try to feast, even coming off the bench with his 16 minutes in the last game. But going into this game, and we're going to do a, full, a fuller preview on this game, so I don't want to kind of get away from it there. But the Washington Wizards are coming, or we're going to them. And this is not a game that the Bulls need to overlook, but at least in this first game of the season, the Bulls not only answered some of their doubters adamantly, they show what the heart of this team is going to be. And that's the thing that we want to continue to see from this team is the heart and determination that we know that this team can play with. Any DeMar DeRozan team is going to have heart. Io is going to have heart. We didn't get to see the rookie in Dalen Terry. And that's fine. But every lineup that Billy Donovan chose out there, the way that he brought players in and out, except DeMar DeRozan in the fourth quarter, I would have brought DeMar in a little bit earlier. Everything was answered in this game. Let me know down below. What did you think about this game? Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.